date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Hi, y'all. Episode 58. I'm starting to turn like I'm Texas because it's so hot here. Oh, Utah has been, <laughs> been hot, hot and, and muggy. So I'm feeling very Texas right now. <laughs> okay. We might get Texas the whole time. <laughs> we might get Texas the whole time. And y'all in from Texas are going to make fun of me for my, for my <laughs> terrible accent. Okay. Let's see. We're doing a podcast here. We are. It's not you. It's me. Let's talk today about the me. Are you breaking up with me, Sharon? Never, Peggy. (laughs) Let's talk about the me in the equation. Okay. Is is the me you? And so what are the ways that we sabotage our relationships? Yes. What are the ways that it really is you? It is your fault. Yes. (laughs) You being the me. You being the me. (laughs) Is this clear? Are we making sense? Okay. You being the me. How do we recognize when we're self-sabotaging? Yes. So this is a good question because we all are vulnerable to doing this. Yes. Even if we know, and we've done a lot of healing work, this can be pointing us to some more things that we're struggling with and we're not facing. Well, and I think patterns and behavior are hard to break. Even if we're doing our work, it doesn't mean our behavior is changing immediately. So this is some things we're going to talk about today that are going to clue us in to what's, you know, what might be happening with the me that's really you. Right. So one of them is cheating. Now, let's look at this in a broader perspective. If you're dating someone and you're saying that you're exclusive and you've talked to that person like you're not reaching out and talking to anyone else, but you are, why are you doing that? That's right. self-sabotage. That's going to undermine the relationship and it it's going to undermine the trust. Right. So, so most cheaters are repetitive cheaters. It's a habit. It's, it's a it pattern. Just, it, it is a pattern. And a lot of it comes from them taking or putting their happiness as the responsibility of others. They're saying, you're not making me happy, so I'm finding someone else. Because Mm. they're relying on somebody else to make them happy instead of finding their own happiness and joy. So here's here's a quote by Nicolette Lenza. She's an LPCC. She says, a person may cheat to either consciously or unconsciously end the relationship, especially if they feel they don't deserve to be in a relationship or deserve to be loved. That's interesting Mm. and this is rooted in their own poor self-esteem yeah so i mean it goes back to you know them not being able to make themselves happy or feel good about themselves they're they're giving that to somebody else well you you know i don't love me so you need to right so just heads up if you're one of those people that secretly or maybe not so secretly tends to do this yeah, you, you have, have some power and control eye. over yes. that. Yeah, you, it's it's under undermining, underpinning. This is a poor self concept, right? Not feeling good about yourself, like you're not you're not worthy. Yeah. So take care of that. It doesn't have to be that way. Yes, there's lots of ways to get better self esteem. Yeah. So another one is lack of commitment. Have you ever been in a relationship where somebody is like? 
you feel like like it's moving forward and then it's not and then yes. it's moving forward and it's not or you're with them for like a year and you're in no different place it hasn't progressed at all right and it's right. like what's going on here right and unwillingness like um i remember i dated a guy a couple of years ago and it was like we had been communicating for three months. We lived in the same area, and we'd only been on like three days, but it felt like we were like building a relationship. Yeah. But like, he wouldn't like actually commit like, to like ask, yeah. ask me out on a regular yeah. basis. Like, what are you doing Friday night? So the lack of commitment. So it can create a lot of uncertainty and an insecurity in a relationship, and it'll blow up. Yeah. In your face. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. It's a lot of times it's fear based. Absolutely. You know, it's like I can't make that next step. You know, it's like, what are you really afraid of? Right. What are you you afraid of? Is it really are you really not looking at what's really going on in the relationship or are you really not looking at what your fear is about taking that next step? And if you're really angsty, angsty is looking at all the things that could go wrong. Right. You know, and that is, you know. If you've been through a horrible experience, you can see all the things that could go wrong. Getting over your your fears, you know, by, you know, understanding maybe what caused all the angsty bad behavior or the bad experiences that happened before. Right. All right. Next one. Holding grudges. Oh, do you hold on to stuff? Even if what they did was unintentional? Ah, there you or go. Or if their behavior changes. Grudges, people who hold on to stuff usually hold on to everything. I can tell you my daughter's 32, and she can tell you who was mean to her in the second grade. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know. So this is a pattern that maybe a certain type of person has, or this is another pattern. Like if you yes. hold grudges, it uh-huh. tends to be that that's it tends to, yes, it tends to be a pattern. And especially if you if the behavior is changing or you get a, a really sincere apology or things. Yeah, holding grudges, it just builds up resentments. Right. You know, I, you just can't walk around life doing that. But this is a way that we do sabotage relationships, you know. And it's not necessary. Yeah, it's, it's really not being necessary. Negative. Yeah. It's, it's really being negative. Cl- clearly there's some... And if you're... Gosh, if you're with someone who's holding grudges, there's a big red flag. Yes. You know, they've got yes. work to do. Yes, and they're going to point out things that you've done wrong, and you're probably going to hear about them for the rest of the uh, relationship. What does Elsa say about it? Let it go. Let it go. Right? <laughs> I knew right. she'd sing it. I knew she'd sing it. Uh, okay, passive aggression. So passive aggression indicates... Um, an unwillingness to communicate anger or frustration. Yes. So you hide it. it Since so can be, an, we've talked about this a lot. Uncomfortably, it's un, hard to have those conversations when you have hard feeling, when you have negative right. emotions or struggling with with right. these kinds of emotions. So you get passive aggressive, and it it just undermines the trust in the relationship. And it does. And for people who don't know, you know, passive aggressive behavior might be dropping hints about an issue instead of actually talking about them. Or yeah, not confronting them, and then uh-huh. later doing something that's mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, out of the blue, confronting them in an off the wall way, you know, and saying, well, this behavior happened, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. or sarcasm uh-huh, yeah. can be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. flipping anger at someone when out of the blue, Yeah, you know, so it, it builds up. You can't just 
um, there's a book called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And this is so true. You can't just stuff your feelings and think they're not going to come out. They're going to come out sideways and every which way, and it can right. show up as passive aggressive, and it's going to be destructive for a relationship. It, it is very destructive. So, okay. So now what's another one, Sharon? Withholding gratitude. Oh, tell me about Withholding this. Withholding gratitude. Um, this comes across as maybe like a person feeling taken advantage of or taken for granted. Oh, because, yeah. You know, not expressing our gratitude is... Not a really appreciating the other person. Yes, it's almost abusive. You're deliberately or subconsciously telling your partner that you don't really appreciate them and that, that they're... And you're taking them for granted. Yeah. And that's going to be that's going to be destructive too. Yes, that's. I, I bet most of you haven't thought about that. You know, but have you ever noticed really positive people go around saying really positive things? Yeah. And I, I kind of when I when I saw this, I kind of thought of like maybe a negative, more negative personality. You know that that can't see the good. You oh know, yeah, they see the glass as so, half full it, it, instead of half instead empty, of instead half of, empty instead of half yeah, full. Yeah, because right. like really upbeat and positive people will tell you good things about you or, you know, positive things or maybe what they're thankful for. And I love that about you, you know? Right. I love that about you, that you're always this way, you know, or that yeah. you, that you think this way. I love that, you know? And so that is something important in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Not communicating. Wow. Not communicating. Really, this goes back really kind of important. The, the <laughs> passive aggression. I tell people all the time, find your communication style early. Yeah. You know, how do you want to resolve conflict? How do you want to talk about things? You know, and some people, have you ever noticed somebody doesn't speak your language? They can tell you what they need and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it doesn't compute. Right. Make sure that you're on the same page with the communication and that you're with somebody where you fully understand when right. they say something. Right. That, you know, you're understanding that. Right. So if you're starting to not communicate clearly in, in a relationship, or in a dating situation, you might want to reflect and go, okay, what is it about this? Why am I doing this? What's going on with yeah. me? And and take a look at it. Well, so don't you think it comes from probably trying to communicate somebody who wasn't receptive? This is baggage. Mm -hmm. if, if you can't communicate, if you haven't learned... And maybe there's a that, wound around communicating you know, effectively. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. you know, you've yeah. tried really hard to communicate with somebody who just was not receptive. So, you know, figure that out. Figure that out. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Mind reading. Oh, yeah. This is super destructive. Making assumptions. Yes. I see this all the time. Yes. I see this in the groups all the time. It, 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 you think the other person's going to understand what you're thinking or you're making assumptions and not communicating it. Yeah. It's like, how um, are you not reading my mind? Yeah. It can yeah. cause major misunderstandings, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, sometimes you think a person understands where you're coming from and they just don't, but that's not their fault. Right. And it yeah. can also be a form of m emotional manipulation yeah. where you, I mean, where you make assumptions and where you you create a whole scenario about something that you think the other person's thinking or doing or whatever. And right. it just, right. and it's, it's wrong. It's disempowering yeah. to the well, other person. Well, you shouldn't be thinking somebody's reading your mind and you shouldn't be expecting someone right. to read yours. Right. And this can be happen with feelings too. You can oh, yeah. assume what the other person is feeling. 
just be really clear. Yeah. You know, they have their feelings, they have their thoughts. And if you're making, just make it a practice to, to, to self-reflect and go, am I making assumptions about this? Right. Am I jumping to conclusions about this? What's actually going on here? And am I willing to communicate? You yeah. know that. Yeah. So another one is unrealistic expectations. We've seen this a lot. Okay. Expectations can seriously kill a relationship. Yeah. So think about the expectations you have for your right. relationships. Um, somebody posted the other day in the group about how you're, you've changed as, you know, as you go through the years of dating, being back in the dating pool, if you haven't ever been, if you've been out of it and then you got back in. Right. Um, and you know, are, have your expectations changed or what do you, what do you see now as you look back, you know? And I right. think for me, I think I had really high, I still have the same expectations, not, you know, I mean, my, my things that I need and want in a partner, right. which are important, right. uh -huh. but I don't, I, but I'm softer in my approach. I'm more willing to make that connection, to learn about a person and to take my time to feel the flow of the relationship. Rather than, um, rather than, yeah, yeah. then base the whole thing on what you're thinking it should right. be. Um, right. Yeah, there's a lot of romantic ideas, you yeah. know, and where men and women are so different, it's like if you don't express what your expectations are, right, you know, it's not the other person's fault, right, for not, you know, reaching that. But unrealistic expectations, I think a lot of times we expect things from people that we're never going to get right like maybe you expect that the other person's always going to make the decisions yes or that there's going to be always this romantic whatever right or you know so think about your expectations look forward you know in you know if you were in a relationship a long-term relationship is that really realistic what yeah. you're expecting. Is that really yeah. realistic? You know, you know realistic. I mean, the first part of dating, our rose-colored glasses phase, right. is really fun and romantic, and right. it's not going to last. Yeah, and or maybe so, you yeah. expect that they won't ever be making any mistakes. Oh, geez. That's, that they're that's gonna... a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting perfectionism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, emotional unavailability. That's yeah, a that's a big one. Yeah. So you have to be vulnerable in a relationship. You know, but if you're emotionally unavailable, that's going to kill the relationship. Well, that takes away all the intimacy, and I'm not talking about physical intimacy. You know, right. the emotional intimacy. Yeah, to to it's, get to know, you know them on a deeper level. You really connect with somebody when they're not emotionally available, when they can't be vulnerable, when they can't tell you, you know, when they're hurting, or you know, right, and or that, if they expect you just to know, right? Yeah, and that can lead to loneliness. And, oh, for sure, and, and you know a lack of intimacy, like you said, and, you know, and if you're, if you're the one who has that pattern of emotional unavailability, you know, that's something you need to work on. Yeah. So if you really want to be in an intimate partnership, you're going to have to learn how to be vulnerable. Yes. It's just, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, <laughs> you know. it is. It's pretty straightforward. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's lots of ways that we we dance around that and don't look at it. So, but as you're on the dating journey, some of these things may come up for you. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's not like Sharon and I haven't dealt with this stuff within ourselves. You know, <laughs> right. we have. Um, but just be aware and and know that well, this is the next piece that I need to look at and need to work on. Right. So, um, and then disrespectful behavior. Mm-hmm. 
it's really disrespectful behavior really can be abusive. Yes. So, and it's going to, if you tend to be overly sarcastic or persistently sarcastic, um, um, or you ignore boundaries or you're manipulating using ultimatums, refusing responsibility. You won't take responsibility, any kind of violence. Yes. I think, you know, when we have anger towards someone else, like maybe an ex, Mm -hmm. you know, and we haven't let go of that anger. We can throw it at other people we we date. We can throw it at other people. Like it comes bubbling up at different times and, you know, people end up being the dog we kick, you know, because it's, that's where there are emotional punching bag because that's the time that this anger bubbled up. And so it's really important to, you know, take care of that. Right. Right. So I, I do want to, so, and there's gaslighting, which is, which is manipulating someone else's reality to make it fit what you want it to fit. And it's for your own control. To, to control it or stonewalling, which just in case you don't know when you're in the middle of a conversation and you say you're going to do something and you don't do it yeah. and you, 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 it's, it's putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. That is an abuse. That's an abusive thing. Right. So be aware of those things. So disrespectful behavior. If you're being disrespectful, I hope you're not. Right. But if you are, take a look at it. This is something that is easier to catch than I think a lot of them are. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, oh, why did I just say that? You know, because a lot of times, a lot of these are on an unconscious or a subconscious level where this one, it's like, oops, you know, that was a horrible thing to say. And that was my anger coming out. And, you know, I just lashed out. That was me. So, yeah, yeah, we need to really be careful with this. So how can you, like, if it's on an unconscious level and you're, you're not really consciously doing that, Let's talk for a minute about how can you make it conscious? Well, I would think it would be people's reaction to you, the first thing. It's like, and I've been studying body language lately, and it's been super fascinating. And I know everybody does not study body language, but watch how people react to you. You know, is somebody all of a sudden folding their arms at you? Is somebody trying to get away from you? You know, a lot of times this is a good indicator that they're not appreciating what you're doing or what you're saying. Right. Yes. And also look at the patterns that are showing up for you. Yeah. Is this regularly happening? I mean, so many times in in some of the groups that, that I'm in the singles groups, we'll hear somebody get on there and complain over a man or a woman Uh over and say, this happens to me all the time. I'm always having this happen. This is what's happening when I, I always have guys doing this or always girls are doing this. I can't get past chatting. Nobody will actually go out with me. Right. Right. Nobody, we we can't, I can't get a second date or things like that. So this is one way for you to look at and go, okay, Okay, what is going on with me that's maybe not, I don't consciously know that I'm putting out this pheromone, if you will, that right. this is the kind of person I am willing and ready to be with. And it's not that you're, this is consciously what, but it's unconsciously. So, so if these things are happening in your life as a pattern, so you're going to have to take yes. a step back and you're going to have to maybe... Be really honest with yourself, like, and maybe even ask some of good friends around you or family members that you trust, that you know, love you, that are going to be kind and say, hey, do you see a pattern here? Yeah. 
something in me that I'm not seeing. You know, and they're going to be like, well, you're kind of not very vulnerable. You know, are you emotionally available to these people? Right. Or, you know, or do you come across as perfect or right. arrogant? Or, right. You know, things like that. Somebody emotionally unavailable may come across as arrogant. Well, and when that's not their intention. at Right. All. Or if you were raised in a home where sarcasm was a part of the fun and yes. banter. And there's a place for sarcasm, but in a relationship, it gets really destructive. And if you are holding on to anger or grudges or anything from your past and you find that sarcasm seeping into your dating relationships, that is that is something that you need to be aware of suffering from some injuries, maybe from their past relationships, isn't going to take that very kindly. You know, it's going to hurt. It's going to it's going to hurt. And they're not going to take it as funny. Right. Or banter or anything like that. They're right. going to take that as, oh, that's a stabbing, you know, you're stabbing right. at a wound I've already got. Right. So, um, yeah, so these are some of the ways that you can start to be self-aware if you're sabotaging. One of the other things we've talked about a lot is, you know, ask yourself, what, what was I feeling in this moment? What's the emotion? Right. Mm-hmm. Tap into your emotional intelligence, stretch your emotional capacity and, and go, what, what, what is the emotion here that's driving this behavior? And often it's something that it's hard for you to feel and you, you're not used to the idea that you're going to have to face your fears or even if you are used to it, it still can be a challenge and uncomfortable. So, so facing those uncomfortable things can really be a way to start to be aware of the self sabotage that you're doing yeah you don't want to say it's not you it's me right and you know honest communication yes and that honestly it's it's such a pitfall not being able to communicate properly in relationships yeah practice (laughs) privately I I do that with my clients it's like okay here's some scripting not that I'm saying I'm going to give you a script but for me it's helpful at least I start with some words right right? what are the words that I need to say if this uncomfortable situation comes up yes and practice it by yourself or with a friend so that so that when that comes up you can take a breath and just pull it out of your file and say it (laughs) <laughs> so uh, back in my preschool years, we did um, core knowledge. And something they taught preschoolers was stop and think. Mm, uh-huh. You know, stop and think, stop and take a breath. You don't have to be reactive. You know, you don't have to blurt something out. And if you're communicating with somebody, it doesn't, you don't have to be fast. You don't have to give a fast response. Stop and think, stop and think. And they're teaching four-year-olds this, so hopefully adults could stop and think. Yeah, and take a breath mm-hmm. is part of what helps you to, to, to stop for a minute. Just yeah. practice, you know, taking a breath. Yes. So so you've got you've got some things, and there's, you know, this is just some, some of the things that you can do to self-sabotage in relationships. So be aware of these possibilities. Know that we all are vulnerable to some of this stuff, right? at least, you know, some of it, because life is going to throw us new things it and just, it yeah. may it sh- show up a little differently, but you'll see a pattern Yeah, and, and take a look at that pattern and just really be honest and say, do, is this who I really am? Is this who I really want to be? Right. And is this getting me what I really, really want? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Wrapping up 58. 58. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you. Thank you.